welcome to the Homework Keys podcast. We are really excited today. We are starting a, a little experiment here uh, for for this week and next week. We are going to be doing uh, pilots, I guess, of recovering pilots. Uh, of we're going to have two shows that we are going to be covering, and we're going to leave it up to our audience to decide which one. Uh, now that we're done with Hallmark Television for a little while, as far as their series, uh, which one they want us to cover. Uh, so this week we are going to be talking about Army Wives, which was on uh, Lifetime. And uh, next week we are going to be talking about Cedar Cove, which was on Hallmark Channel. And we're going to leave it up to all of you listening which one you want us to cover on a regular basis. So uh, really looking forward to this. And I have a great panel to talk about the pilot episode of Army Wives. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Caroline is here. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie's here. Hi, guys. Yes. And we have a special new uh, addition to the Hallmark East podcast family. Uh, my friend Christine is here. And Christine, why don't you take a second, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, I'm Christine. And um, I, I was in the army uh, a long time ago, uh, 1992 to 1996. And I guess I qualified at the time as an army wife as well, because I was married to a fellow soldier. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I started uh, trying to think of who I knew that had some, I feel like you couldn't have an Army Wives podcast and not have somebody who had some connection uh, to, to the Army uh, on the show. And, uh, and uh, Christine and I met uh, the same way that uh, my uh, co-host Amber met. We met through being fans of uh, Rob has a podcast. So we kind of have that podcasting connection. Uh, we're both big Survivor fans. And uh, and so it's really fun. And so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. And uh, well, let's talk about first just kind of overall, our overall responses to uh, this pilot episode of Army Wives. Uh, I, I guess, first of all, did you watch the show when it was airing? And what did you think overall of this episode? Carrie, what did you think? You know, I did not see it in 2007 when it first aired. Mm-hmm. I do remember ads for it, though, I think. Yeah. I think I, I mm-hmm. remember seeing ads for it on TV during other shows, and I just, I just didn't watch it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I watched it, we have this opening scene in a bar. This waitress <laughs> walks by, and a guy smacks her on the butt, and she kind of reacts, you know. And then he, then she kind of, so you can tell this is a rough, kind of a rough area. She's she's living a little bit of a rough life. She's a survivor. You can already tell that from like the first couple minutes. My first thought was, we are not on Hallmark Channel. Yeah. <laughs> this is Lifetime. Yeah. And there are new things that are going to be happening. <laughs> yes. So that was kind of my, my impression, my first impression. And uh, yeah. then kind of carried through the rest of the show. Yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore here. Uh, this <laughs> no. is PG-13 land here for, uh, for Army Wives. Uh, Caroline, what did you think? 
see, I watched it for, like when it first aired and stuff, and I loved it then. And like Catherine Bell was the reason I started watching Hallmark. Like when I saw that she was doing um, Good Witch movies and stuff. So it's her. It's Catherine's fault that I am a Hallmark fan <laughs> now. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, so Christine, what about you? Uh, given your experience, what did you think about it? Well, I probably had, I must have caught a couple episodes here and there or seen the advertising at the time. I also love Catherine Bell. Um, so I, I would say initially, it, especially the first couple that they show, it definitely took me back for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, although the cast is probably older than what soldiers typically are, <laughs> for sure. I think I was a child in the military at age 18. <laughs> so it's interesting that the first couple, uh, are, they're not 18. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, but it, it definitely, uh, it sucks you right into the plot right away. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. get the full scenery and exposure and you just get pulled in right away mm-hmm. to the environment they're trying to set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I did watch it. I loved the show, and I love Catherine Bell. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the overall uh, uh, takeaway I think we get from this episode is all of us love Catherine Bell. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean i loved her in jag and so i loved her in this and her character definitely through the course of the uh the series goes through a lot and mm-hmm. she gets tested in this as far as her acting chops way more in this show than she does in good witch I mean, definitely yeah 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 and uh so uh, she was definitely somebody when i uh you know when i saw that she was part of the hallmark family i was like oh yes i love Catherine Bell. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so yeah i mean i think i was attracted to this show because it has you know strong female characters which is not something that you necessarily get all the time and uh, compared to something like desperate housewives which I, it was right around the same time. Like this is something that I don't know. I, I think I could connect more with and uh, is less soapy than, I mean, mm-hmm. it is pretty soapy, but compared to Desperate yeah. Housewives, um, it's a, it's a, a little more grounded. Less desperate. It? Maybe it was less desperate. Less, the less desperate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what drew me in, I was like, I'm, I'm from South Carolina, and it's filmed in South Carolina, and I grew up in a military town, so mm-hmm. like, I, it just kind of like sucked me in. So, yeah, and uh, same with me. I grew up in, right near Fort Detrick in uh, Frederick, uh, Frederick County in Maryland, and uh, so it definitely had some of that mm-hmm. uh, feel about it. And I think the mo- I, the movie I'm in movie head. I think the series <laughs> is really well cast. I think they got a pretty strong group of actors uh, to play all of these roles. Uh, would, would Would you agree, Christine? Yeah, I actually so far have been most impressed with the character of Roxy. I mm-hmm. think yeah. really mm-hmm. driving a lot of. Uh, the connectivity to everybody and she's just like the voice that kind of sticks out and represents the you know the white the new wife of the enlisted soldier but just a more reality check compared to like the officer's wives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so Roxy is kind of our she's the first character that we meet she's our introduction to uh to the series and uh she marries a trevor uh lieutenant second lieutenant trevor uh she marries him 
LeBlanc. Yeah. Yes. And uh, they've only known each other for four days. That right? Yeah, four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's played by Sally Pressman. I've never really seen her in anything else, but she's super cute. So yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, she's I, a yeah. Hallmark. I know. I like her. She's fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I'm like, she hasn't done anything for uh, for quite a while. I'm looking. Is she, she a pretty consistent character in the series? I mean, this yes. is just, I'm like coming yeah. in, but Army Wives, um, yeah yeah she's she's been yeah consistent okay i guess i love her a lot i i thought she it wasn't a surprise you know that she would be so strong based on her background being so rough it sounds like Mm -hmm. but then um the glue kind of that holds this new friend group together yeah Mm -hmm. she's bold she doesn't know the restrictions she doesn't know the role she's supposed to play as an army wife yet and so she's um she adds like this freshness It, it was cool it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that, that Christine, was that some somebody that you could kind of relate to as Roxy? Well, I've never had alcohol, so I don't know if I can relate to a bartender. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but aside from that, um, for sure, uh, especially lots of the soldiers, you know, girlfriends or some, even the women soldiers, just that tough exterior and just... Um, there's just like a certain amount of living that you can kind of see. Mm-hmm. How do, do pretty much all of the officers live on, uh, or the soldiers, do they live on base? Is that, or do, do they? It, so it's sort of how a lot of people get married really young in the military. What happens is you either live in the barracks as a single soldier who's an enlisted soldier, not an officer, but you either live in the barracks and you have a whole lot of chores you have to do, um, or if you're married, you can live off base and you get um, something where they pay for essentially your rent or towards your mortgage, you get a quarter, you get a, it was called BAQ when I was in, I don't know what it would be called, it's called differently now, but it's just a, a certain amount of money to pay toward um, your, your rent, your mortgage, your bills, whatever, a little extra. So you do find a lot of young soldiers that get married a lot younger than maybe they ought to. And I was maybe one of them. Uh (laughs) I was was just short of 21 when I got married. It was, uh, and yes, we lived off base off of Fort Hood, um, in a town nearby Colleen, Texas. Mm -hmm. And, um, but otherwise, yes, a lot of them live on base and then officers have officers housing. So there's, um, usually, I've been in a foreign country before, so they usually have a housing area outside of the base where they put everybody. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and they seem like in this show, they all seem like they live together, like in a, they all live in the same, same development, same area. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same hospital that they would come and use, mm-hmm. kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they have the commissary and other things like that. I yeah, mean, all of that's just going to be on post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds on me post. of my town. Like, it's, it's weird, like, how, like, the bases and everything. Mm-hmm. And Is that the Columbia? housing and all that. No, I, I live in Sumter near um, Shaw Air Force Base. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been to Fort Jackson for basic training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have also, we have Kim Delaney playing Claudia. Uh, she has been married to, uh, is the um uh what's his title i'm trying to get this all right but she's been married to 
uh, Michael Holden. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't find. Oh, the Holdens, Claudia. Yes, Claudia yes. Joy. Uh, yeah. It's like James Michael or Michael James or something like she called him a big full name. But um, yeah. Okay, so that's Claudia. That's good to know. Yeah, Claudia Joy. Yeah. Yeah. So he misses his his lieutenant general. That's why I want to make sure I get the right. Uh, he's played by Brian McNamara. And he misses the promotion. At the beginning, they have this promotional uh, dinner or whatever. And this other guy uh, who is married to Lenore, who's one of our kind of our catty, catty women, uh, and who, who spread rumors, Lenore spread rumors that, that uh, Michael is racist and that's why he didn't get the that's why her husband got the promotion instead of michael um is christine is this all too petty or do you did you buy it it's it, for a moment i thought i was watching it in 2020 and not from you know 2007 yeah. so yeah. it seemed a little more relevant at the time um you know, I don't, I don't know how the officer promotions work uh-huh. at the lower level for enlisted people. There's an allotment to how many people can get promoted and you are fighting for those promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's more like, oh, that person always has messy boots or a wrinkled uniform and that's why they didn't get it. Not that they're mm-hmm. racist. <laughs> so, <All> right. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. I'm- I mean, being racist has always been bad, right? It's always been I would hope so. so. I would hope so. 2007. Yeah, I wondered if the, how involved the wives get as far as, like, going after each other, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that was definitely what this Claudia Joy had yeah. heard for Lenore. And he, the husband's like, okay, there's going to be consequences to this. And she's like, I can handle Lenore. And I thought he meant there was consequences for me. Like, don't do that. Yeah. There's consequences for me. Mm-hmm. But she thought, Her. yeah, wife to wife, there's going to be consequences. But I kind of love, like, petty, ridiculous, like, fighting. Like, I, I like yeah. that, that that when you dip into a little bit of soapiness, like, into that kind of thing. Lenore. I mean, what a perfect yeah. name for a villain. Yeah, that, is, that is a petty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Hello. Don't call my husband a racist if he's not a racist. Yeah. I know. That's terrible. Uh, So, yeah, it's uh, Kim Delaney, I think, is another strong casting. I think she's a a good actress. And uh, and I think she does a good job sort of playing the the the, sort of the mother of this whole group uh Mm -hmm. of uh, she's she's welcoming to roxy she's uh she's understanding of uh denise catherine bell's character you know all those things she's definitely like the mother figure the mother hen Mm -hmm. of our little group and i think she does a good job with that uh so then we have uh we have bridget branna playing pamela uh officer pamela moran uh she is pregnant uh and we find out that she is pregnant as by by a sur she's acting as a surrogate uh mm-hmm. for another family and because her her family they're really struggling with money and and so and her and her husband her husband hasn't been there for any of the doctor's visits He's definitely really a lot, uh, really not very supportive of her at all. Hard to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, Carrie, what do you think of that whole plot? Oh, uh, you know, she just, no, she broke my heart. I mean, you could tell right away she was not happy being pregnant. Mm-hmm. She wasn't happy, the ultrasound, she's a little sarcastic and stuff. And so you're kind of like, oh, okay, I, I want them to unfold this story a little bit more. And then mm-hmm. this husband who's not supportive and you're like, wow, he's kind of a jerk. Then you see, I mean, he stays a jerk. Because he has these finances that they're struggling with, yet he makes these big purchases. But then to realize, oh, it's a surrogate. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. And I did wonder. I didn't look this up, but I'm like, how much do you, you know, surrogacy? Is that like $20,000? Or like, how, how much do you pay for someone to carry your child? I mean, I think it's... That was the number I found was about $20,000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, she, like, major sacrifices she's making for the family, and then he's so flippant with it. So my, my heart just broke for her. Oh, man, just mm-hmm. not a happy situation. I wonder if it will be even more because she is pregnant with, like, twin, you know, multiple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that it would be hard to uh, get all the approvals and all of the other things that you need in order to get – uh, approved for surrogacy like I don't I don't feel like any any of the surrogacy agencies and other things that this gets because there's a whole legal process and it all has to be done uh, I mean they in a you know there's actually like contracts that are signed and yeah. things like that I so I, I don't think this I mean unless it was way underhanded and way under uh I don't know, some kind of weird octomom sort of thing, maybe, I that's guess. The opera, right, that's the soap uh, opera wonder- way to handle it, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I see but, a lot of that on, like, a general hospital or something. There you <laughs> go. Babies. Yeah. That's true. So why would, it, why would it reflect badly on him? Why would it have consequences for him vocationally if word got out that these weren't hers, she's a mm-hmm. surrogate? they're going to pretend the baby died you know like that they were going to keep it all under the under the radar why yeah. was that bad news for him well i, I maybe that he can't like support his family that's what i was thinking pain. yeah so just more character um like yeah. it just reflected on him poorly badly on him i think i think mm-hmm. so and uh, maybe you're i mean christine what do you think uh, well i don't know because I, I didn't write it down, I apologize, but on the Wikipedia, it has his rank as Master Sergeant. So if you're a Master Sergeant, you've got a lot of soldiers in your command, a lot of enlisted soldiers, mm-hmm. and it might just mm-hmm. look a little strange mm-hmm. to all of your subordinates that you're not able to take care of your own house and you're responsible for the lives of all these soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and I did, I did appreciate because she ends up having the babies on a on pool table. That was dramatic. <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I they mean, actually got like real newborn looking babies. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> they were they they were mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she she has uh, she has black babies, and everybody's kind of like, what is happening? Um, and then she 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 tells. She tells everybody, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely a, uh, a really interesting character. I think that, uh, you know, she's obviously doesn't get along that well with any of the other women on, on base. And, uh, she has, she had been a police officer, uh, before and, uh, now she's, uh, a mom for her kids, but, uh, she still misses her job. 
and so you know a lot of interesting uh interesting things i think to her character mm-hmm. it was so it was funny to me that that whole scene at the very end because i was like oh a tribe is born this is what the title of the pilot is <laughs> a tribe is born right <laughs> and they all right. bond over this this birth yeah. uh, they have to deliver these babies on their own to keep it a secret and then roxy says yeah. this, such this line that i was like oh this is the motto of the show mm-hmm. roxy's like well we all have our secrets and they all kind of like have these knowing looks you know and we know some of their secrets but i'm sure some yeah. of them are going to be you know, developed, mm-hmm. and but I thought I wrote that down. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is a key moment here. Like we mm-hmm. all have our secrets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we have another really good actor, Sterling K. Brown, uh, playing Roland. He's our, uh, army wife, man, <laughs> yes. army husband. Um, uh, and, uh, he is married. To, he's a psychiatrist and he is married to Joan. Uh, who is a colonel in the army, and uh, and uh, she's played by Wendy Davis, and mm-hmm. uh, so their dynamic. She has pretty bad PTSD, mm-hmm. and she's kind of in denial about it. And uh, her coming uh, back home uh, is there's a lot of struggle and Christine uh, how can you tap into that at all I know there wasn't like a huge conflict when you served yeah I didn't I've never served in combat so Mm -hmm. it's not something Mm -hmm. unfortunate it's not something in my experience but it's uh I've I've been on deployments but they were for training they were never um Mm -hmm. not a lot happened in 92 to 96 (laughs) except for well Black Hawk Down did but that was I wasn't part of that so Uh uh-huh but I, you, I, you probably had friends and others that have served. Um, do, what do you think about this dynamic between Roland and Joan? I mean, it, well, they're hitting you with a lot because you've got the typical gender reversal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just trying to wrap my brain around that as well because uh, people that I know that have been in the military since, they all are men. Yeah, that have served like Afghanistan and everything. Um, not to say that women don't. It's just I just don't know them. Right. So, so it's kind of challenging. Um, I will say, just as a veteran who gets healthcare at the VA, there's been like leaps and bounds about addressing PTSD. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, I don't know what. It, I'm curious how the storyline will go because back in 2007, it was still something that. Um, it, it wasn't treated as something that they would like. It was an embarrassment. You'd hide it. You would go to a doctor and lie about that sort of thing. Um, and now you can't even just call to check on a prescription without them going through a whole suicide questionnaire with you. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carolyn, what do you think of Roland and Joan? I, I love that story. I, I love Sterling. Like he, he, I loved him on um, This Is Us and stuff. And it was it was neat to see him in this role again. And um, I, I like their storyline. I like the PTSD storyline, mm-hmm. and um, it it just brought a new di- like dynamic to the to the show. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I think so too. And I I I've forgotten that he was in this show. To be honest, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, what really, do you think of him? They really set him up to um, be a very faithful 
and caring husband. I hope he stays that way. Now, mm -hmm. I'm the one who hasn't watched yeah. the show, but um, really faithful, really caring, really patient with her. Um, I, she had, Joan and I believe his name is Frank Holden. They had a conversation after the um, awards dinner or the promotion dinner, and she referenced some sort of questionnaire. Maybe, Christine, you had just referenced that. Um, he said, oh, yeah, after a certain, you know, war or a certain mm -hmm. thing, they made sure all these. Yeah. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Can you talk about what they were? Well, so Desert Storm was 91, so that was before I served, mm -hmm. and I – I know that there were problems after that, but domestic uh, violence type of thing. Sure. Or what? So while I was in the military, that was definitely a very obvious, huge problem that happened for sure. Um, so I definitely worked with soldiers that had been in desert storm. And then there were um, some deployments that didn't really quite go into war, like where we would threaten Saddam and they would, and my ex-husband was sent okay. over there to camp Doha and they were, and there was a lot of, we don't know what happened over there. There wasn't a official war, but people came back different for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it was one of those things where they give you, they go through the motions, but you're never, you never were supposed to answer truthfully on any of those ever. Never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I wonder if they all that around. So I just want to make sure we give credit though current day they do yes. but that's not how it used to be at all yeah mm -hmm. no interesting yeah, yeah thanks for peeking into that thanks yeah. For mm -hmm. yeah uh so then we also have we have Catherine bell who we discussed playing denise sherwood is her name uh she is married to uh frank sherwood who is a uh, colonel frank sherwood who is played by terry serpico and you see at the beginning that she's she's bruised she has uh she has bruises and uh and the uh and roxy says you know if he hits you if he hits you uh again then you know they says if he hits you once hit him back if he hits you a second mm -hmm. time shoot him in the balls <laughs> that's what she says oh. in the balls yes <laughs> so that's uh and uh yeah so denise we we think that oh maybe she has is having a troubled relationship with her husband um but we find out that she has a son named jeremy uh and we find out that jeremy's actually the one that is abusing his mom um which i i i never seen that plot line before in a show uh and yeah. uh, i thought that was an interesting um take on I don't know, just an interesting plot story uh, for a mother to dealing with an abusive son. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think, Carrie, about that? You know, that is a storyline that doesn't get spoken of very often. Mm -hmm. And I do know that it's a reality to some households where the the child is actually the abusive one and not the, not the parent or the husband or, the, or um, so that, it was that was a twist a plot twist for me too mm -hmm. all of a sudden i of course i figured it was the husband you know we see her bruises and then the next scene we see the husband really coming down hard on the teenage son and she kind of is very you know as an abused person is you know kind of trying to make 
everyone else's life easier. She's holding her emotions very even keel. And um, so you're just like, oh, this guy. And I almost wanted to go back and watch it with the information that he wasn't the abuser. And they mm-hmm. actually have mm-hmm. a pretty good marriage, you know. Um, but I had a, a family communications professor in college who lived through this. And oh. she brought a lot of um, some insights to, to this, to our family comm class. And Honestly, it, it, it is an eye-opener. I'm like, whoa, that's, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. So this will be interesting. This will be interesting to see. Yeah, because Frank says you know, to, him, to don't coddle him. You're just going to get him killed down the line. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, he is pretty tough on, mm-hmm. on Jeremy, but obviously that's no excuse uh, for what Jeremy does. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, uh, yeah, and it's interesting because the way that uh, – the Jeremy is played. Let me see what the actor. Forget um, the actor. Richard uh, Bryant is his name. Mm-hmm. The way he's played, it's there's like it's like a quiet rage, which is like pretty scary, actually. Yeah, that's the right. worst kind. Yeah. Yeah, because he seems kind of timid and uh, and you know sort of shy, but then like this this anger in him too. Uh, so it's an interesting portrayal, an interesting performance. Uh, kind of fueled what, by alcohol, possibly. You know, yeah. we see the scene mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. holding, um, holding a beer bottle, possibly, or some sort of alcohol in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, really kind of scary. I'm definitely at the age where he needs to take responsibility for himself. You know, no matter mm-hmm. what his upbringing was, like he's, he's taking, he's definitely choosing now to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm too forceful with his um not wife his mom ah, yeah crazy. <laughs> yeah right and uh, christine what do you think about this um uh, this plot um as someone who watches a lot of soap operas again um it, it seemed too obvious that they were really painting and so i think i messaged you even i was like yeah. oh i i, I kind of called that one um because it was it was so obvious and you know, when she goes up to her husband as he's being deployed and she says, oh, the medicine's in your pocket and you're, and here's the letter and they have this whole moment. You're like, are they trying to say he's on medication for something? And that's why um, he's, you know, if the husband was the one, but then the letter and you feel the whole sense of that. And I'm like, yeah, there's a twist coming. Something's not right here. Um, And then you get the feeling like, okay, the son has been just not really choosing, but maybe told his whole life like this mm. you're going to be military or, or whatever was going to happen and you can see where he seems like mm-hmm. instead of being happy about West Point he's really upset that someone might have made a call and done a favor for him and um, you, you're trying to figure it out but you you the signs start getting there that like okay this is going to be the twist right mm-hmm. and so I'm curious how they'll deal with that because to go into West Point, he's got to be an adult at this point or really close to turning an adult. And so um, I'm curious. And the alcohol, obviously, um, that he's on the playground with. So that will be interesting to see how that all Yeah, yeah because uh, he's mad that his dad got and made some calls as far as uh, as far as West Point, getting him into West Point. But uh, if he's a, if his dad is a colonel, is that high enough to, to, to high enough a position to leverage, to have that kind of leverage with something like West Point? I think so. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But I okay. also wish I had someone make a call for me. I would have loved to have come to West Point. That <laughs> yeah. would have been fantastic. You didn't know Frank. 
Uh, so, so Joan being a colonel, that's pretty high then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I have to look it all up. I know all the different generals. It was, it's be my little general. So you go through the whole ranks or whatever. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And she's had, she's had to lead over there. And she says that, Joan says that if you knew the things that I did, you wouldn't look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that gave me chills when she said it again. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they they have this. Claudia has this tea party for all the wives, and that's when Lenore is there. I'm being all snobby, <laughs> and uh, and then Roxy shows up, and I I do think uh, that probably if I was Roxy, I would probably if I'm trying, I don't know, I probably would have worn a different outfit, you know, like knowing I'm going to a tea. <laughs> show as well is it because this was very desperate housewives the whole like convoluted tea party to pull all these different people together at the right <laughs> moment when everything's gonna happen yeah <laughs> uh no i don't think he was involved in this as far as i know um that uh but yeah it definitely has a little bit of that film it's actually based on a book uh called under the saber the unwritten code of army wives by tanya blank is the name of the book and it was created by a woman named Catherine fugit and uh so she um uh yeah so she got it made at abc i mean it was also made uh i mean this was on lifetime but it was abc uh and uh and abc did desperate housewives can we talk about those two awful <laughs> girls <laughs> the yeah. two little gossips who just want to you know run around together and spread rumors and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. get information so, like i don't even know their names i didn't even write them down but i was like oh those girls are yeah <laughs> So Desperate Housewives ran from 2004 to 2012. So this show would have been right in the middle. Uh, it would have started in, it started in 2007. So uh, yeah. yeah, so definitely. But yeah, no, those, those, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the caddy, the caddy uh, wives, the gossip. Yeah. They're the like gossip Cinderella's uh, stepsisters. Yeah, they really <laughs> were. <laughs> Yeah. I love a good gossip story, though. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like the show did a does a pretty good job of balancing out the the sort of fun, sort of dishy uh, side with the more realism, gritty mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. uh, that you get. Uh, you, you, I, I don't know. Like you, you do have those heavy moments, but I feel like it balances it pretty well with lighter funnier you know girl power kind of moments <laughs> mm -hmm. pretty well uh like that, the interaction between roxy and claudia joy at the yeah. doctor's yeah. office yeah. i really yes. like and i was really happy to see claudia joy respond like with respect like mm -hmm. she was like hmm, mm -hmm. i almost wonder if she saw a younger version of herself or something yeah. someone who's gonna fight for her family and be that mama bear type of thing. And so she just gives her her spot at the doctor's office. And um, I like, I thought that was sweet. Like, okay, this will yeah. be a good relationship going forward. Hopefully. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So Roxy ends up taking her son to the ER uh, there on base and, uh, and she's just waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, and Claudia comes in, uh, wants her daughter to get a physical and they're going to just let her in because her husband is uh, the general or whatever. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. And then Roxy comes up to her and is basically like, look, <laughs> uh, I've been waiting so all night. Yeah. And girl. yeah. <laughs> and have that touch yet. Yeah. And you do get the, the feeling that Claudia is a big fan of Roxy that kind of likes her moxie. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and spunk. <laughs> she and, does have spunk. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it, is the, is, is your experience at Christine uh, with the, uh, the, the on, on site on post hospital, is that pretty accurate or? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, well, I have a long history of, uh, yeah. I'm like, I was injured in the military and had surgeries and whatnot. And, uh, it's the worst. You just, you show up for an 8am appointment that you schedule two months in advance and you sit there till <laughs> two in the afternoon Mm-mm. and they tell you, sorry, we can't no. be in. We're going to have to bring you back. And it, yeah. it, it it was the worst. It was absolutely the oh, worst. So I might have been a little triggered by some of that. But, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. But civilians and soldiers didn't use the same facility. So um, mm. so that was a little, I guess it makes sense that her daughter would go there. But yeah, soldiers would oh. go to the facility. Oh, okay. be a TRICARE facility for the family members and like a military hospital for the soldiers. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, then we had it kind of made me laugh is you have Roxy and Trevor doing like some sexy ironing. I, I, I was like, I don't know if I want to be flirting around a hot iron. Like, like what's going on? <laughs> kind of made me laugh. Fifty first. <laughs> young and in love. Yeah. <laughs> you could get married after four days. You could, you know. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get in. She's like moving it all around, and I'm like, oh, that's like, it's like you burn. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. That's funny. <laughs> you know, Roxy should just waltzes around in her underwear. Doesn't care. She just, yeah. just you know, gonna. Be sexy, I guess. Right. <laughs> just gonna do that. So ironing just happens to be a sexy event with her, I guess. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, it gets interrupted by the welcoming committee of these caddy women that you were talked about earlier, and they go off. Uh, who's these women? Their husbands are gone, and they are living on on base, and they're going to the bar and find out that they are not being faithful. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Roxy's kind of, I think, a little surprised by that. Were these the same women or the different women? I felt I, I felt like they were kind of a, a new twosome. Oh, was it? I was thinking it was the same, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure either, actually. Yeah. You that. Yeah. I, I was, hmm. Remember, Caroline? I thought, they were the same. I thought it was the same, but yeah, now I'm second guessing myself. Yeah. Uh, that were at the party. Recognize them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm not positive, but, uh, but yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> I, I liked also, I think it was Roxy says the, uh, one of the women says, well, the question is what would Jesus do? And he says, he would smack you across the face. 
That was Pamela. Oh, is it Pamela? Okay. That was Pamela. Write it down. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> and so uh, Michael talks to Jeremy about hitting his mother. And he says the military has a code of conduct and it's non-negotiable. You do not hit women. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, uh, you know, that was probably very telling to see what's going to happen going forward. But now, now at least Jeremy knows that, that people know it's out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, um, and uh see so we find out joan has a drinking problem the uh the tea party oh we find out that claudia dropped out of harvard law mm -hmm. uh, to be an army wife and lenore is holding that against her like how could you i mean i don't know it seems like a funny thing to kind of oh, in harvard law like oh you're you're trash like it's sort of funny to me <laughs> i know she kind of she hinted at like she was it was almost like she was threatening to find the reason and mm -hmm. and claudia joy said well for love you know for and but it seemed like lenore had an idea that there was another reason mm -hmm. that she dropped out and she was mm -hmm. gonna find it can't wait to learn yeah. more about I you mean, or whatever she said <laughs> yeah that's quite a thing to hold against a person like you're a, you're a loser benefit of quitting harvard law yeah know, right <laughs> uh so we find that out. Uh, Roland comes, picks uh, Joan up from the bar, mm -hmm. and that's when they have the conversation about what I did over there. If you knew, you wouldn't love me. And mm -hmm. uh, and then Roland shows up at the tea party. So he's like, he is very comfortable with his masculinity, which I like to see. Go Roland, yeah. <laughs> Roland. The other Roland. thing, other thing I do appreciate about the show is that. Like them being black isn't really a thing. Like it's just effortless diversity. Like they're just, mm -hmm. you know, normal, yeah. mm -hmm. which I appreciate. You know that we can just have, uh, we can have, because I mean, as a if if I, I, I would just think it would be really frustrating if every single role as a, a black actor you had to had to be black yeah black. like why why can't they be treated yeah. like any other characters yeah and so i i appreciate that about roland and joan i think that they are it, uh, and, it, and she and that she was in the military and not him like mm -hmm. I, I like that it was like that yeah. like it was the woman in the military yeah and he's just he's comfortable with who he is and uh comfortable with supporting Joan and going to the tea party. He has no issues with that. And I kind of thought it was funny that he ends up being the driver and everyone's just like on a pilot into his car and he's like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, now every, this is the type of show that makes me like suspicious about everyone talking to each other. Like, are you going to have an affair? Are you going <laughs> to, yeah. what, what's happening here? And, but he was, he played his character so well that you, you can tell he's going to come into this group and truly be a friend. Mm -hmm. He's going to, he's going to be their friend. Yeah. He's going to, you know, um, well, maybe, hopefully, I, I hope he yeah. is. Um, yeah. 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 Like him and him and Roxy, like just kind of met each other in a, a couple different situations and, and you just, think okay i feel like he's gonna be the hero of the show i 
Mm-hmm. He was in this episode, at least, you yeah. know, to me. Yeah, yeah. And I did like, he was like, childbirth is as disgusting as it is ridiculous. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She's like, you having a good time? <laughs> yeah. Just watching it. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> It was it was good. So that's basically the episode. Pamela has uh, the the newborns, and uh, yeah, that it, that's kind of how we end it. But I don't know. I feel like it is a pretty decent pilot. I feel like we get mm-hmm. some of our characters. Uh, we get to see uh, quite a bit of story uh, from all of our characters. Is there uh, one? Would you say? is there one of the wives that you are the most interested in or the, that you find the most compelling? Uh, what do you think, Christine? Well, I think there's just a moment in the episode with Pam and Roxy at the tape at the like outcast table together mm-hmm. where they sort of try to outdo each other. And she's like, well, I was dealing Percocet and now I'm having the pastors, I'm having the pastors babies. And she's like, I've known my husband for 17 days and I have two kids by two different people. Oh, like, yeah. uh, like that moment, you're just like, okay, I think, I think this is going to be like, you know, you always wonder maybe that's from the survivor part of it, but it's like within an alliance, what's the, you know, the onion alliance, who's, who's tighter within that group. And mm-hmm. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see, cause I feel like those two are going to have a lot to bond them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I like them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carrie? Did you have a favorite or most compelling one that you thought? Yes. You know, um, as I've, as I think about it now, um, having, having watched it and kind of sat with it for a little while, I do like Claudia Joy. Mm-hmm. I think that she has a really a, a interesting strength. She's obviously a leader, like you called her, the, the mama bear of the group, maybe, or, yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, she has a strong friendship with the Catherine Bell character, the mm-hmm. Catherine Bell character who is so vulnerable right now, you know, and yeah. So Claudia Joy is real strong. She's a leader. She left her own tea party to go with this crew, you know. Um, yeah. So she has like this compassion and this drive. So I'm I'm interested to see where she goes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like her. Yeah. Yeah, and I like Brian McNamara as an actor who plays uh, Claudia Joy's husband, yeah. uh, Michael. I think he's good, and I think the two of them have nice a uh, nice chemistry. Like I buy them as a couple. You hope for this couple, you hope for the best and you just, you yeah. want to see them grow and yeah, I'm, yeah, I like them. I was thinking like, did Lenore like toss the house and go through everything while they were all gone? Right? Aww. <laughs> I could see it. Let me find every secret I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be worthy of Lenore, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. What about you, Caroline? Who's your sort of favorite or find you, when, you when, find the most compelling? What when, when I first watched it, it was Roxy, like in, in two thousand and seven. But like now, it's Denise. Like yeah. I, I love, I love Denise and Roxy. So mm-hmm. I, I just, lo- I just love Roxy. She, she's just so cute, and I just love Catherine Bell as Denise. So that probably helps. Mm-hmm. But I like all of yeah. them. <laughs> I yeah. can't decide. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I I do like Pamela. I think again, her. It, we also get the message that Pamela's husband is an overspender. Like he buys the expensive TV. He's uh, he's uh, not very good with money. So that's also part of the reason why I think they have to do the surrogacy. 
Um, but I, I do really like, I think probably my most, I, I really like Catherine Bell's Denise. I think that in that whole plot line with her and her son is very interesting. Um, but I, I think probably Joan and Roland are probably my most compelling, mm. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but they're all good, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely like, like we, we said at the beginning, uh, this is PG 13. This is not a Hallmark channel. This is a lifetime channel. So watch with caution, uh, our Hallmarkies viewers. Uh, but, uh, but I think it's, it's a good show. You can watch it on ABC, uh, they uh, with ads they have it on there so you definitely although it was very annoying watching I have to say on ABC because they have showed the same ads over yeah. and over yeah. again I'm like I, I don't mind having ads but do we have to have the same like uh, the same Geico ad over yes <laughs> like ah uh, get it you can quote it you can quote yeah. it in the- Marco Polo Marco Polo yeah. I guess. <laughs> But anyway, so let us know what you think of this pilot and also of this podcast and uh, what you think next week we're going to do Cedar Cove and you can let us know what you prefer and which one we should do. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on that level as well. And so thank you so much ladies for coming on and doing this. This was really fun. I really uh, enjoy talking about this episode with all of you. And uh, Christine, do you have a social media that you want to share? Uh, Probably not. I, okay. I keep. I don't really do a lot, quite frankly. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just want to give you the opportunity if you do. But uh, but uh, Carrie, what about you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. I um, let's see, it's on Hallmark Comics, so it's Hallmark underscore underscore Comics, and um, yeah, take a look and follow me. Great. And Caroline, what about you? You can follow me on Twitter at me to Caroline R. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. I have my 250th family movie night pick this week. So if you want family movie recommendations, please check out all of that over there. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but make sure you're also following the podcast at Hallmarkies Podcast and Hallmarkies Pod on social media. And also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel and, and like and, and comment on the video. We really appreciate that so much. We have our patron group, which is so much fun. And we appreciate all the feedback we get from from our patrons and we have our merch store which has tons of hallmark inspired merch so check that out and uh, so thanks again you guys and maybe we'll be talking again in future episodes (laughs) we'll see thanks everyone Bye. bye